easy name to find. So it's Dave Berlin everywhere or at Dave Berlin on all the, the handle stuff. B-U-R-L-I-N. B-U-R-L-I-N. Thanks so much for coming on, Hustle Thanks Betty. for having me. This has it's been so great. so great. It was even better than I envisioned. So. Coach Harvey Hyde is her right team of 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas. Online at KSHP.com. In case we think that's the case, that is the, that is the case. Those are the facts. They censored Don Jr. They censored the president. I mean, this is crazy. So they're going to hear about that today in, 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 in the hearing. Oregon troopers will help stop the violence in Portland as part of an agreement reached on Wednesday between Governor Kate Brown and the Department of Homeland Security. The state police will now be protecting the federal buildings. You're listening to USA Radio News. Right now, we're all experiencing something that we've never been through before, and one of the big changes is wearing a face cover. Many studies show that face covers work to slow the spread, but the kind you use really matters because not all offer the same protection. Boomer Naturals offers a highly rated consumer face cover with three layers of comfortable, breathable cotton polyester blend cloth in sizes for adults and children. These are in stock now and shipped to you fast. These multi-use covers are also very affordable at about 30 cents a day. One reason why these are so highly protective is each layer is enhanced with nano silver technology that can aid in filtration, block droplets and tiny particles, and that middle layer is your built-in filter. Boomer Naturals donates one face cover for every order to nonprofits and charities, helping tens of thousands of Americans in need. Order today at BoomerNaturals.com. Use promo code WARRADIO20 at checkout and save 20%. That's promo code WARRADIO20. Boomer Naturals, your source for in-stock face covers. USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes has an update on the mysterious seeds being sent to Americans across the country. The latest on the mystery concerning packets of seeds turning up in people's mailboxes nationwide in recent days. The Utah Department of Agriculture and Foods says the number of people in that state getting those unordered seed packages from somewhere outside the U.S. is still growing. The agency's Robert Howgard saying that more than 125 reports of such seed deliveries in that state have been reported so far. We have received packets from Malaysia, from Kazakhstan, and from Uzbekistan, but a majority of those have been from China. If you receive any of those seed packets, officials say you should definitely not be planting them, as it's not clear what they are, but they could be a case of bioterrorism. Republican Congressman Louis Gohmert of Texas tested positive for COVID-19. Gohmert was tested Wednesday as he was set to travel with President Trump. You're listening to USA Radio News. Soar over Las Vegas and land inside the Planet Hollywood at Flights Las Vegas. Dining should be as much fun as it is delicious, and at Flights, you can have your wish. They've created an aviation-themed restaurant with food and drink flights that are perfect for sharing. Established in California and now open seven days a week inside the Planet Hollywood Mall next to the V Theater. Visit FlightsRestaurants.com to view their full menu. Or stop in for triple the fun at Flights and see what everyone is posting about on social media. Hashtag Flights Food. In these uncertain times, I know I'm not the only one who found myself in an uncomfortable situation recently. I'm excited to introduce you to a new company, Bond, a 24-7 personal security agent service that provides you and your loved ones with personal security for all situations, including on the go, all via an app on your phone. Literally within seconds, you get access to real-life trained agents that can assist you in a situation before it becomes an emergency. Walking alone down a dark street and want someone looking over you? Perhaps a stranger or even a new client makes you uncomfortable and you want someone on standby, ready to respond when you need help. Or maybe you just want a peace of mind for your family as they go about their day. 
Bond has solutions for all such situations. Bond's platform is proven. They have tens of thousands of customers nationwide and have handled thousands of cases, including issues like domestic violence, medical emergencies, and others requiring coordination with first responders. I've been impressed with their innovative technology, professional and friendly security agents, and the fact that Bond operates their own command centers across the U.S. For added security and peace of mind for you and your family, download the Bond Personal Security app today and sign up for their premium services. Check them out online at rbond.com. Black Mountain Grill prides itself on being a friendly neighborhood restaurant where great food and great service are always on the menu. Black Mountain Grill serves up an eclectic menu with delightful Pacific Rim fusion, wood-fired pizzas, pastas, juicy steaks, ribs, and even bacon-wrapped prawns with a Thai barbecue sauce. Now open 24-7 for dining or gaming, visit Black Mountain Grill at 11021 Southeastern Avenue in Henderson or visit their website at blackmountaingrill.com. Black Mountain Grill, friendly people, great service. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top Consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. 
Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Another edition of SportsInsiderRadio.com. Check out the website. Sports is back to a degree. Games, they're playing games. Most teams. The Marlins thing's a little sketchy, but baseball is back. A great golf tournament coming up tomorrow. We got NASCAR races. Hey, exhibition hockey last night. They're getting ever closer to competing in the NHL. And uh, we got fingers crossed on football. A lot of cool stuff to discuss today as uh, we're fired up. I know John's has got to be going nuts. He loves his baseball. He loves those barking dogs. And, of course, we got our brand new golf nut, Mike, who's obsessed with golf now. We got the WGC FedEx Invitational. No cut in that event. That'll be fun. That tees off tomorrow in Memphis. So lots on the docket. Without further ado, Let's see how the boys are doing. We head east and talk to John and Mike. Hi, guys. Hey, uh, doing well. Um, could be doing a little bit better. Did not have a good morning. I uh, had a, one of my worst rounds in a couple weeks. <laughs> it uh, it broke me a little bit, especially I played this. Uh, so, Brian, for the first time after we talked last Wednesday on the radio, I played Friday, broke 100 for the first time. Congrats. That was like my... So I was really excited. Uh, so I thought, now, now 90 is the goal. Break 90. Right. So now I'm, I'm shooting to 90. I know I have to you know, squeeze out about 8 to 10 strokes within my chipping and putting. I already have the mindset. I'm tracking my putting every hole. And then I shoot a 107 today. I felt completely defeated, mentally beat up. This kid had, The kid I was playing with was fighting with his wife the entire time, threw my entire rhythm off left the course defeated. I always thought in any sport you get better and you continue to get better, but in golf it's not so much where you get better and then you come out there and you just go backwards. Oh, believe me, buddy. Uh, The minute you you think you got it figured out, uh, that's when all of a sudden, and the hard part is to put all aspects of the game together at the same time. One day the driver's good, one day the putter's good. But that's the that's the challenge. That's the beauty. Uh, John, how you doing with all the golf talk now? Are you, are you starting to buy in? Is he? Well, so I was just thinking as I was sitting here listening to you guys, and you know, Mike came here when he was like, eight, was it eight years old, Mike? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Mike speaks 
Russian, Ukrainian, and English. So he's trilingual. Now he's quatrilingual. Now he speaks four languages. He speaks Russian, Ukrainian, English, and golf. I'm sitting there listening to this. It's like he, if he was talking to me in Russian. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I didn't, it's amazing. He's learning a new language every day. <laughs> now the passion's on full display. So to the Listen, point, you know now, what he did the other. First of all, let's talk. Even though people can't see this, what did you think about that picture? You don't look a day older six years later. You know the funny thing is, uh, I don't <laughs> because I, I you don't. I, I mean it. I, you, no, I'm, I'm being no, complimentary. I, no, Everybody's I, listening. No, I, I was, sent the picture to Brian. I was at the radio station with you six. Years ago today, it's pretty and you similar. look like you haven't aged at all. Well, that's, yeah, well, okay. And I do. I, I, I look like I, I aged 10 I years. I know the, the irony of ironies, and I don't know, because honestly, I have never kept a beard longer than a couple of days. I go through the whole exercise of growing it and go, this sucks, and I shave it. But the picture you took, the irony is, I have a beard in that picture. You have a Fu Manchu. You're the one, you're the one with the gentle Ben beard now. You right. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. It's amazing. It's no, I, to show you what I, the I, I actually, I actually looked at that, and I'm like, really? That's six years ago? <laughs> That's six years ago, man. Yeah. So when I say we've been doing this for decades, I'm not lying. That was after five years of already doing shows. <laughs> so uh, I did a YouTube video on my channel. Okay. Um, Tell them how to get you, it. And, and you go to youtube.com forward slash the syndicate insider and subscribe. Okay. I went through the entire board, Brian. The, in- the entire board of. Do you realize that every $400 dog, every $200 dog, every $300 dog won on Saturday and Sunday? I know you realize that. You know every score. And then yesterday, perfect example. You go, you look at the board. And you say, okay, what's the biggest game, biggest dog on the board? And you scroll down and you just say brainlessly, and I gave away a free system, which I'm going to give away here on the radio. And you say, okay, well, I'm going to just bet the biggest dog on the board. And you win again. So, I mean, this is the thing. Like, people don't understand. I, you, they think I'm joking, especially you newbies that have never done this before. You newbies that don't, they're just in states where sports wagering is legal. Don't buy the hype of the pitchers. And like I said in my video, and this is my little MLB rant, if you laid 200 on the premise of the pitcher last year, being at home, being a great pitcher, and the crowd behind him, I get it. You're going to lay 200, you're going to lay 300, you're going to lay 400 in a fanless stadium, Brian? You're going to be surprised when San Francisco knocks it out with, with the knocks out the Dodgers twice as huge super dogs when the Orioles go up to Boston and knock them out. There's nobody in the stadium. So I said this prior to the season. It would make a difference. It would be the biggest. This will be the biggest dog season of any season we've ever had, hopefully the first and the last, and fans will be back next year. And the system that I gave away on the radio, Brian, and I want to see your thoughts, and I'm being serious about it, if you bet small enough or if you have enough money, you basically don't have to handicap. You can just literally bet every dog, every day, work to get a five-cent line or a ten-cent line. I'm not saying you're going to make a fortune, Brian. Well, 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 what well, I am well, saying well, is you're going to make money. Well, okay. On the, if you, the sample size is very small. But if Six, you, well, I'm talking about a 60-game season instead okay, of 160 Right, but, but, but the point would be the sample size is perfect for the discussion in that on opening weekend – 
no one was 3-0, and right? No one swept anybody. So if you're playing a $3 uh, dog, right? Who was 0-2, which I did on Sunday, in a three-team parlay, and it hit it. But, but, if, they, but if, they, if they, I mean, even if they go 1-2, basically you're breaking even. Correct. Right? Right. Where? Mike, you're breathing it, and the golf ball's into the phone. But go ahead, I'm listening. <laughs> Sounds like the golf ball balls in my ear. I, th- I think he's walking uphill. He's, he's he's walking up to the green. Oh, did he? We'll get to the war stories. You know, he's almost lost his life twice on the course. We're going to get to that later oh, in the show. I, okay. Twice, Brian. I'm almost. I've almost lost the guy. He literally has called me and said, "You lost. You almost lost me." All right. Let me. Let me. I, let me, I said, "Wait right, a minute. Right, you're just you hitting a little ball. You can't. You're hitting a little ball." All right. Wait a minute. You, you can't go do it. We could do a tease and come back to it, but so we don't forget it. All right. Go ahead. No. 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 One of them had to be golf cart related, where he he almost either ro- almost rolled it over coming down a hill or drove off a cliff. So one one of them had to be golf cart related, and the other one is someone whistled a shot that just missed his head. Right, the, those those are my two guesses. Uh, how did I fare, Mike? Well, uh, it's, here's the funny part. It's the same. This has happened twice to me now. Well, no, it actually has happened three times. But two of the times were on the same hole on the same course where you park the golf cart mm-hmm. and it's they're teeing off. And somehow, I don't know why, people on that hole decide to do something a little different if they're struggling with their driver. This guy tried his three-wood and it literally beamed at me to the left side where it should never go and literally took my head off. It smashed into the golf cart two different times this has happened. Yeah. Did he at least yell four? It w- there was not enough time. It was oh, so fast. Oh, 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 it's a guy in your group? In my group. The guy teeing well, off where this whole placement all right, well, is. Okay. You- uh, yeah, one, once, once is a thing, twice is on you. When this jackass is hitting, make sure you're standing behind him. Well, that's what he guys. came to the conclusion. Uh, two different guys. On two different days. What are you doing, standing in front of the tee box? I'm no, never, you didn't I'm tell telling the you this story. The guy, the guy you, you said the guy was trying a new driver that he hadn't used ever. Oh. Yeah, he was trying out. He's, he hadn't used because this hole requires. He was using mostly a three-wood for the day, and he goes, all right, I'm going to try my driver out on this hole. And bad idea. And then the last time I played with somebody who's even greener than me, and his driver always goes somewhere crazy, and I was reloading my drink in my cart, and now I know literally I'll park this cart 50 feet before the hole, <laughs> maybe yard, 50 yards before the hole, so I don't get my head well, taken off. The, but. The, the cool thing is, in, is the camaraderie, and, and the game's great. Uh, but then you get great stories to tell like that. Those are good stories. Just you know, you know it sounds like you might need to wear a helmet when you're playing. Well, uh, but, so for me, not being involved in this game, you know, I'm making fun of him. He comes in. He's got the pink polo on. He's got the shoes. He's got the hat. He's got. I mean, the guy's literally gone for a thousand. He's got the he's, pro he shop like on. <laughs> yeah. So he comes in. I go, Oh, did you have fun prancing around today? And he goes, Well, I almost died. There you go. Uh, you know, the, uh, what the hell? We're in storytelling mode. Uh, I've never had a hole in one. My dad did. I never had a hole in one. Uh, years ago, I hit a, hit the stick with a six iron, and it was like literally like sitting an eighth of an inch from the lip. 
and almost jarred one this year. Uh, but the best shot I've ever hit in my life, uh, we were down in Florida, all right? We're down there uh, covering, actually, is we're at the TV station up in Buffalo, and we're down in spring training. We're, we're, uh, we're covering spring training. So we're, we're down there, and one of the guys worked at the station. Uh, his father was a member at I think it's I think it was Boca Raton Country Club if I'm not you know, the the play every building was pink you know it and it's this real ritzy high end beautiful joint so anyway so we're we're playing and about the eighth hole the group behind us you know we're in a fairway and the guy hits a driver and the thing bounces like 15 feet from me and and goes flying by me in the fairway. I'm like, okay, the guy hit, you know, the guy hit a great shot, a million years. He didn't think he'd, he, you know, he would do it. Unlike the 11th hole, the guy does it again. And I'm like, uh, now I'm like, okay, that that's ridiculous. But you're trying to fit in. It's this, you know, you're a guest for this guy at this fancy country club, and he's a member. Has got to stay there. Doesn't the guy do it again on like the 14th hole? And I looked at the guy. And I said, Mr. Morrison, I said, just so you know, I've given this guy a powder here twice. I said, if he does it again, I'm turning around. I'm hitting it at him. I'm hitting it back at him. I said, I don't, you know, I don't want to get, you know, to your place. I said, but this is ridiculous. He goes, oh, he's laughing. I don't blame you. Well, 17th hole, guys, he does it again. I mean, the ball hits, comes right up to us. He rolls right up to us. So I stand there. I, I go. I get the my, the golf card on on the cart. I go. The hole's four twenty eight. I go. I look. There's the one fifty stake. I grab a, some blade of grass and throw it up in the air. A little crosswind right to left. I'm I'm two o two away from the tee box. I go to my golf bag. I get a three iron, and I fire it back at these guys. It literally lands right in the pile of the four of them. And like they all, they all scattered. <laughs> it's the best shot I ever hit in my life. It's great. Did they say anything to you? Well, he got the message. <laughs> he got the message. There was only one hole left. I, I wish he wish he'd have tried it again in eighteen. Anyway, that's funny. So let me ask you this. So are you betting golf? Wait a minute. Are you betting golf now, Mike? This golf tournament this weekend, we got the it's the it's a WGC event. The beauty. Not yet. I'm not there yet. All right. Well, there, there yet. are so many primo opportunities in this golf tournament because uh, there is no cut. So you ever heard the term spraying the board? I just go in there and I just see these big numbers. Yeah. Oh, I close I, my eyes and I go bing 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 bing. Oh, I, I got a guy. I've been playing a guy 140 to one. I think mean, he's got as good a shot as anybody. But but the thing is, there's no cut in this tournament. So the fact that there is no cut, all of a sudden, when you get the Saturday and Sunday, guys that should be gone already are still playing, and you'll find somebody that figures it out. But they're like they're way back. They're like 10, 12 shots off the pace. But they're a gold mine playing matchups with these guys. They're, they're, and the, the opportunities in, in, in golf tournaments is just off the hook. No, absolutely. And I, real quick, and we had our fun with the golf stories, but I just want to go back to the the – in a normal 60-game season, because remember, Brian, you know I'm a numbers freak. It's basically been about 48% dogs of one over a course of a 160-game season. So 
my premise has been valid for literally since I've known you, that if you had enough money and you were able to handle the drawdowns of that day when every favorite wins, or even that week when every favorite wins, you're, you'd be losing juice-free. Because remember, you're, losing vi- you're betting the dog, you're losing vig-free. And every time you win, you're making more than you're risking. So I think it's going to even be more pronounced. So, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Hey, first two weeks of the season, I'm going back to how can you lay 400 on some team with no fans in the stadium with piped-in music? Hey, let me – you're right. And honestly, over the years, because you do always swing up with these massive dogs, and, you know, it, just like generally speaking – you're you're rolling the dice literally. It would be like you're at the roulette table and black comes up nine times in a row. You know, it'd be, eventually it's going to go red. So, it, you know, but but there's nothing says a streak can't keep going. But if you see a a, a a bad team and they're on like a seven game losing streak, baseball is very streaky, right? People get on board with a winning streak and and they go on a tootsie roll because they're on board with the winning streak. But when a bad team is in the middle of a losing streak, it's going to end eventually. Is does there come a point where if like a team's on a, say a seven game losing streak and they're plus three twenty, <laughs> you know, you, you got to sit there and go, well, this can't get to an eleven game losing streak. That, that there's a time to pounce just because it's bad, it's got to end. Hundred percent. And even if it does get to an eleven streak, at some point it'll be back to parity. So you know the whole that this is the whole thing is that. Our good friend in Vegas, Troy, he bets favorites with his predictive math model. But he's cherry-picking one game, and usually it's a high percentage, and he makes a living doing that, and he never bets dogs. When I say never, he's probably listening. He's going to knock me out when I get off the radio. But 90% of his selections are favorites. He's the only guy that I've ever met that can actually consistently make money, but he's also a guy that's running an algorithm that, might play three games in the entire week under normal circumstances. So if you want to play favorites, and you're going to be very selective. But what I'm talking about is the blind better. When I say the blind better, you don't even, you don't even need to. You just you have money. You have an account with ten grand in it. You say, okay, I'm going to bet a hundred. I'm going to bet a hundred bucks on every dog. Blindly, you're going to make money. Then if you don't make money, you know what you'll do? You'll truly break even as and not lose big. So that's the difference between the you know the, the basketball better that calls up and Mike gets on the phone with him and he goes, well, Mike goes, well, how do you normally do on your own? You know, like your hand, it's, you should do it and call, ask the guys what their sports betting handicap is. You know what they all say, Brian? You're 50%, I'll hold my own, I break even. I hear you. Laying ten cents, you break even. You don't. You know, you don't break even laying ten cents. Hey, hey so hey, let's come back to baseball here in a bit. I, I just I got to ask you, Mike, the the Ravens, right, Lamar Jackson, is kind of campaigning for the Baltimore Ravens to sign Antonio Brown. This team is so close. A player of his caliber clearly, I guess, could be a guy that puts them over the top. But honestly, he could also be a guy that makes them, you know, turn into an 8-8 eight eight team with distractions. Which side do you fall on? 
I mean, personally, I think the team has enough leadership that if he had come here, and I, I still think it's a very mild, uh, less than 5%. That's my prediction. I just don't think our front office takes shots at guys like that. They really never have in the past. So, you know, they give people second chances to an extent, but I just don't think they take that risk. But, look, Lamar's been practicing with him even in the height of COVID. Around April, they were in Florida where Lamar was back in his home state and Hollywood Brown was back in his home state, and obviously that's um, A.B.'s cousin. So they were all practicing and they built a relationship. And, look, if he does come here and it works out, I think it will take the team to a new level. That's that one missing piece that we're definitely on our team, that reliable receiver, even though we have a lot of young wide receivers and a couple veterans that are, you know, more role players. We don't have that just clear number one guy that is going to take double team every single play. And that's going to create so much opportunities for Mark Andrews in the middle. It's going to set up so much opportunities for running the ball now because now they have somebody to worry about on the outside, even though Hollywood has come along and put on, I think, 15 pounds in the offseason and he's finally healthy and he could be a premier wideout. He still hasn't proven himself in the NFL to be that guy week to week to week. He had a couple great games last year, but then certain games he's just missing. So it could be the offense and how we play. We're just basically just managing the game and seeing Lamar just plays to, you know, to the strengths of the offense. But if we have a guy like A.B. on the outside that could stretch the defense, and now that, you know, that eight defender is not coming in the box and, you know, more teams are now double-teaming him, I mean, that could definitely be a huge surplus. I'm just, at this point, I mean, I love talking about football. You know that, especially the Ravens. But I'm just, after all these COVID um releases on Monday with the Marlins, and that's fine. MLB's going to go on. They're going to figure it out. They have a farm system. They can bring guys up. They'll make it happen because there's so many games. But when it comes to the NFL and one team potentially could get it, and now they're scratched for that week, I don't see how the NFL could make up those games. So I'm, I'm worried right now that they have to make extreme protocols to make it happen. And at this point, you know, I believe the only way you could consistently avoid all that is to do the bubble. I mean, NBA, I believe, is going to go on without a hitch. The guys are down there. They have no positive tests. They stay down there. And it worked for the previous um, NBA, not NBA, the TBT tournament. And they basically used the blueprint for that to do this in Orlando so I'm hoping that, you know, hockey's going to go off as scheduled. NBA is going to go off as scheduled. They'll finish baseball. I'm just a little worried right now for NFL. At this point, college football, Brian, I think there's like a less than 3% chance that they're going to take the risk and have, you know, college play. Even though the big schools have a lot of, you know, have huge money implications with all the local, you know, all the TV deals, but a team like just in a, just a random team, but a team like Notre Dame, who's in an independent conference, and now 50% of their schedule has already been canceled, where those, those conferences are not even traveling, and they're not going to have any fall sports. So 
or and then the Big Ten said we're only going to do a conference schedule. So how does a team like Notre Dame play anybody? BYU is another one. BYU. So, I mean, you take that into effect, and a lot of these kids are doing virtual school. Are they just going to have, you know, the, you know, the college teams on campus quarantined while they do virtual school, and they're the only ones on campus? So I know it hasn't been completely ruled out yet, but we're in August. I mean, literally in a couple days from now, it's August. NFL training camps have started. I saw all the guys coming in, coming into work for their first day, which is pretty cool to see. Um, actually, definitely... actually, they're coming in to get tested. <laughs> they come in. They basically you, you show up and then uh, here's the different world. They come in, they get a COVID test, and go do a virtual Zoom meeting. Yeah, I mean it's crazy times. So I hope they can get it together. I mean, there's so much money in the NFL for them. Definitely to make it happen. And college, I'm just a little bit more optimistic. I'm on John's side of this, where it's going to be very tough for them to go off as planned. Now, prior to Monday, I was a lot more positive about all this. I thought, all right, well, MLB's playing. It seems like it's going fine. The previous sports, like European sports, have played and been successful, but you know, the population here, like when the Bundesliga in Germany, soccer went off as scheduled and had no issues throughout the rest of the season, well, their population is less than Texas. So when you draw that into effect and you see how many more people we have in this country and the virus is spreading like wildfire, I mean, it's just going to be a lot harder for these teams, you know, to, to actually play. I mean, if Marlins was just the tip of the iceberg, I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't actually, you know, turn into anything more and they isolated it. But what if it's three, four, five teams? Now they're canceling the opponents for those teams. And now you're talking about half the league isn't playing. So I hope that never comes to that and they figure out a way to to make it tighter and stricter rules. But we know how it goes. It only takes one person to make that mistake on the team and then it spreads through the whole team. Do you think there's any chance... You know, the NFL sitting there, you know, the NFL thinks they're still going to have fans there. I mean, Philadelphia's like, no, you're not. Um, but do you think there, there's – I wonder if they're working on anything where that there ends up being some sort of bubble scenario, you know, even even if – you know, I don't know. Like if you, you throw division teams in a bubble for a month and then you, you play. You know, I don't even want to go to 7-Eleven. I know. In your shot – we're next to your radio station. If I was there, I wouldn't even want to go in and get a Slurpee. <laughs> Why would somebody even want to go time to a, you, When's the last time you had a Slurpee? <laughs> but I just thought of that. Like, I, I, I really don't even want to go in anywhere unless I have to. So for me, I, these people that just, like, want to go to games, like, I'm very, very content just betting and watching the games on TV with no fans, even though I don't watch the games. But if I did watch the games, I would be content with no fans. No, I know. It's just... I did watch the Oriole game. Uh, the opening of home, the first game with my son, and, and after like five innings, he looked at me. He goes, "Dad, can we turn the channel?" Like he couldn't get into it without the fans. It was kind of funny. Is that right? Yeah. Well, they're they're playing exhibition hockey now. I mean, they 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 got back on the ice last night, and it looked good. I mean, the quality of the play looked good, and so there's a new one's going to start kicking in, and then the NBA, right? Um, let's. Uh, you know, new things, and you and you know the players are ready to go out there. They're just starved to watch anything. 
I mean, from a betting point of view, I'm just happy that there's another sport that we can bet and make money with. And, you know, again, what, do you apply the same dog theory to uh, hockey out of the gate or little different sport? Well, uh, no. I mean, well, in hockey, on an annual basis, uh, there, an eight seed can beat a one seed. I mean, hockey hockey playoffs are completely different. Uh, goalie's the great equalizer. But I think there's a lot of unknowns with this. You got to watch it closely to see who's motivated. But I, I will tell you, of the three exhibition games yesterday, it wasn't like, yeah, these guys don't care. I mean, I, I watched three games, six teams, and they were into it. And, and the and the and I think the quality of the play is only going to get better as they get going. And in fact, there's a, there's an exhibition game going on right now, and we just had a fight. The guy the guys are fighting. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not like you're out there just clowning around. These guys are competing. Right. Well, I mean, again, that's I mean, hockey's hockey. I get it. But I'm saying from a betting point of view, and again, not to go back to baseball, but just to ask you, like, do you think it's Early in the baseball season, the little baseball that we've had, with as many large dogs favorites as we've had, don't you also put a lot of that on the onus of the line makers that are basically applying normal line-making math to a fanless stadium? Well, I mean, in football, that's going to be really interesting in terms of you know, what is home field, the lack of home field advantage going to be worth in a football game? I think that would be bigger than, than any other sport. But I would say to you, and we were having this discussion, I'll throw it at both of you guys, uh, the fact that you get to extra innings now, right, and you're starting with a guy on second base. So if a game makes it to extra innings, you're going to have two half innings that have a runner starting on second base. What should that be worth on the front end of a game? Should that be worth a half run to the over? Um, it's a good question. You know, because you're getting still, both teams are both teams are starting an inning with a guy on second base now, which which means the visiting team could put up a ten spot if they you know I mean and but the home team may only need a run. And and when you get when you get to extra innings, you're going to get a run at some point. The game has to end. But uh, the point is, with two teams getting uh, a runner starting the inning on second base, specifically the visiting team, you know, I mean, it, it because my my thing is, and it happened. I don't know if it was us where we were talking. I know we said this last week, but if if you start an extra inning game and a guy's on second. 80 to 90% of the time, you bunt the guy to third. And if you bunt the guy to third with one out, then automatically you're loading the bases. Intentionally walk guys, load the bases to set up the force in a double play. And occasionally, you know, there's going to be the walk-off grand slam, uh, you know, and it happened on opening day. But that's the home team. The point is, in extra innings, the, it's the visiting team that literally, it, oh, you, could, you could make the case that the majority of time, the visiting team in the top of the 10th will have the bases loaded with one out. Is that, is that fair? Well, I mean, yeah, Mike I mean, was taking gas yesterday. What game was it, the Cleveland game? The Cleveland game, yeah. What happened? The guy advanced to the second. He, same thing happened. No, it wasn't game, extra right? innings, but 
Yeah, but they left a lot. All the people, I guess, that were on the White Sox had uh, saw how many men, you know men left on base they had. But they my, Mike, Mike, am I wrong? I mean, I'm just saying that that upwards of what say sixty percent of the time, seventy. If you know, if the guy doesn't execute a sacrifice bunt, well, okay. But let's say six. But sixty percent of the time. A game that goes to extra innings, the visiting team will have the bases loaded with one out. Isn't that correct? I mean, from a math perspective, yes. Okay. Well, I mean, sack fly, great. You get the run you need. But a gapper, you're tacking three runs on because you put a guy on second for him. And it's almost it's a disadvantage in my eyes to the home team because if they're if that team automatically gets a jump on them, now they're up one run or they're up two runs, you know, and it's the bottom of the 10th, yeah, even though the home team has a guy on set, but that's all pressure on the home team already that they're already down because that well, team that, already it, had that that's advantage. Ex- that's exactly right. I mean, and so if the visiting team, say they get three or four, you know, in, in the bottom of the inning, then the home team's playing for the big inning. They're not sacrificing the guy over. I, I, I'm just saying the, the fact that, that in two half innings, a runner starts on second base, I, you know, and how many, how many percentage, what are the percentage of games that go to extra innings? I, 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 I don't know. Is it 15%? And maybe not that much. But I'm just saying that But every game you're trotting out there with a chance that the total, the total just gets emulsified if the game goes to extra innings. And, I mean, I think the home field advantage also is much less of a factor because there's no fans, and they're basically just playing in ballparks. Yeah, I'm sure the home team knows the ballpark a little better, but a lot of these guys that are veterans have played in these visitors' ballparks their whole lives. So there's really no key advantage of playing at home at this point. It's really you're playing pitchers more than you're playing home and away. I mean, can you – and if you're – in a reality, if you're an away team – that's a short favorite, you have a better shot of taking that team because the line makers are still adjusting it based on home and away, where these away teams are covering. Short favorite. You have better odds being on the road, even if it goes to extras, as an away team than you do as a home team. I mean, you can make that argument as well. It's fun just considering all the all the possibilities, and it's a start towards normalcy. John, you're talking about the things we just love to talk about, breaking these things down. I mean, I break it down. Just take the uh, Blue Jays plus one sixty, <laughs> yeah. the Pirates plus one sixty, the Red Sox plus two hundred. I mean, you know, like I said, in the end of the day, I mean, I'm looking at this game tonight. The Orioles are playing. Mike, can you say his name? What Jakowski? Is that a, did I say yeah. it right? You did good. Right. Yeah. He's playing cold tonight. The Orioles are playing. The Yankees are 360. Do you know that the Yankees have one of the worst favorite records against the Baltimore Orioles? For all you listeners out there, play the Orioles. Put a little something on them. Throw them in a little parlay. 360. Brian, I just can't even understand where they would come up with this line. They're going to, okay, it's cold pitching. I get it. Again. I still don't believe anybody in this pandemic playing with no fans is worth 360. So, you know, like I said, I just, it'd be one thing if you had the, 
the fans there and the Yankee fans were traveling or the Oriole fans were traveling. They were going crazy. I get it, but no fans. Cole just goes out there by himself, and he's laying almost four bucks. I don't see it. <laughs> and I'm not saying that they can't win, but it wouldn't even if they win, it's not worth the risk, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Now, you say to me, a winner's a winner, always. Like when I say to you, you know, I like value. You're like, value is great when you lose, when you're ripping the tickets up. But I, I, if somebody bet $360 to win $100 on the Yankees, and they did not rip their ticket up today, and they walk in and they cash the ticket, I still believe the pattern of being of willing to take that risk it's just a matter of time before they go backwards. Because now, let's say they lose that game tonight, the Yankees. Now they now, now they got to they, if they're going to even at even money, they got to bet four games just to get even at a hundred. And I know you're a total guy, so let's talk about totals. You historically love the totals in all sports, so and then we'll get into the NBA since NBA starts tomorrow. Um, do you th- have you noticed any difference? Do you think more overs, more unders? From the scores that you've seen so far, I think more unders because they're not as motivated to pump the ball out because there's no crowds yelling. What do you think? Uh, no, I mean, I, actually, for the, I think I think the lack of the crowd helps the hitter. Right, well, depending I, I, upon what team. Well, I'm just saying, uh, you know, uh, if you're on the road and you get the two strike count and the crowd's going bananas, you know, to strike the guy out, I, I think the pitcher gets an extra dose of adrenaline. I don't know. I think uh, to me, I think the la- the lack of the crowd maybe helps the hitter a little bit. But um, no, I think it's we're still in, you know, we're in learning mode here in, in, in watching. You know, a see who's swinging the bat good and. Um, I, I think it's been good. I, I so far it's been entertaining to me. I you know, I mean I think there are certain teams you can clearly identify. A Minnesota uh, can hit the cover off the ball. I mean the Braves the other night mauled the Mets. Would they put up Mike a fourteen spot? No, sure did. You know, but you're starting to see these these players are now getting in rhythm, and it's just it's amazing that these guys are. And we all knew this. They're professional athletes. It's not like it's going to take them long to get back in rhythm, no matter if they did a lot of training during COVID or they didn't. I mean, they're, they've been doing it their whole lives, and there's a reason why they play in the majors. So it only took them a couple games, and as you see, they're just right back in rhythm. It doesn't look like they skipped a beat when you're watching the actual game. So it's, I'm excited for the next few months. A little nervous, but I think uh, I think they're going to figure it out. And especially NBA, so, we haven't really had a chance to talk about well, that's it. That's what I was going to say. John, go so uh, we got lines up already. Anything you're looking at, uh, Brian? We got Lakers land four. The totals two sixteen. Uh, we got now we're back up to these inflated totals. And you know preseason they were in the one eighties. Now we're you know I'm looking here the shortest total tomorrow I believe is two ten and a half in in Miami. Not in Miami. You know what I'm saying. Everything's in Disney World. But Miami, Denver is two ten and a half. The highest total on the board tomorrow, as of right now, is two twenty six and a half, and that is the Houston Rockets against the Dallas Mavericks. In terms of lines, though, no big wood. The biggest wood on the board is the Magic. I guess you could make a claim because. They're playing the Nets or because they're in Orlando, and that's like a home game for them. Uh, that, uh, Magic is the highest price on the board. 
at seven currently. Suns are minus seven, playing the Wizards, and uh, everything else is under five. You know, ones, fives, threes, fours. So the you know so what's your take on all these inflated totals? You think they're going to just run up and down like it's yes. a scrimmage game in the beginning? Yeah, I think in the beginning, I think defense is going to be a rumor. Um, a rumor. <laughs> you know, I just don't. I think they're going to be playing the Olay defense. It'll be interesting to see how many games because we hey, know Brian, normally hey, Brian, games can you, near the number. Can you do? Can you sing the little uh, tune? The, you just said the Olay. The, the, the Olay. No, I can't. I mean, it makes me sick. Come my, on. Makes me sick for in my listeners. stomach. No, not for the listeners. No, every time you. you olay, Olay, Olay. Yeah, you olay, can do olay. it. You can do it. Yeah, there's. Olay. You, you got it. Yeah. Yeah, the, the song I'll sing is Parlay, 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 Parlay. Yeah, that's. The, there you go. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Not Olay. I like that one better. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, what you're saying is I should do a parlay all the overs tomorrow. So, the, listen, this is a funny story. A client of mine, he's probably listening. Um, I sent him a three team parlay on, on Sunday. It was not service plays like as a pay. It's just like, hey, if you had to do a parlay for fun, what would you do? So I go and I look at the board and I see every team that's 0 2, exactly what you were saying in the beginning of it. And I just literally take every team that's 0 2, because I know how hard it is to win three games in a row. That's They're all dogs. And I put up uh, a buck to win 1,400. <laughs> and they all come in. And the guy goes, oh, come man, on. it's amazing. How'd you. How'd you do that? I said, that's just how I did it. I took all the teams that were 0-2, and, and I faded them. Wow. Well, hey, listen, those 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 opportunities, like, I mean, you're, again, you're talking about, um, you know, we won't use the, the V word, uh, but you're, the, the overlaid prices are out there. We're out of the gate. And, and then you get an overreaction to one game. Oh, these guys mauled these guys today. Well, they, they played one game, <laughs> you know? And then, you know, it's $1.60 one day, goes up to $1.90 the next. It's like, well, the next day is another day. <laughs> and we're only three, you're only four games into this thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's why I say, you know, from uh, – Kenny White has said this many times, our good friend Kenny, the only sport where you get the real odds on parlays, because normally I would say parlays are for – you know, non-intelligent, you know, people that, and I don't mean lottery tickets, people that, like, really have an emphasis on betting parlays is the strategy. But I really, honestly, i got to tell you, I love parlays in baseball because, again, when you're, when you're throwing dirty dogs in, like, the Orioles tonight, you, 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 your risk is very minimal on these lottery tickets. You know, like, I will literally just do combinations of parlays tonight just on the basis of I can't stomach and the value, again, you hate that word, but the value is the Orioles just on the if come, like if they happen to win the game and they have a great record. I mean, the first game they play every season against the Yankees, as long as I can remember, it's kind of like the Ravens winning in uh, preseason. They, like, always win, literally. It's like their arch nemesis rival. Normally, when you have audiences in games, they're, they're selling you know shirts out in front of the stadium. If it's in New York, it says Baltimore blows, and they're all they're all they're all wearing they're, they're all. I mean, it's it's a big rivalry. It's like the it's almost like the Steelers and the and the Ravens. So, if anything, they're going to be motivated. Plus, I don't know if you're aware of it. Um, what was his name? Mo, Mike. Yeah, it was uh, Mo Strong. So it's everybody's getting the hashtag most strong is trending in Baltimore where the kid was just Brian. The kid was dealt a bad deck of cards. He was in a wheelchair most of his life. He's blind. And 
he's just had a lot of health problems. So the Ravens made him an, you know, an honorary member of the Ravens, an honorary member of the Orioles. Reason is because he used to call in to one of our famous sports talk radio shows here, and he would talk about the Ravens and he would talk about the Orioles, and it just his story just became you know huge. And there was recently we had a we had a huge. Um, fundraiser for him because obviously his time was limited and you know they raised a lot of money for him to do whatever he wanted and he just happened to uh, pass yesterday so very sad so now and tragic like, but so he's 14 years old he passed yesterday and like literally all the Ravens and all the Orioles are like hashtag and most strong so I'm telling you for you guys that are listening all around the country or even in, and Brian probably wasn't even aware of this there is an edge an emotional edge to playing the Orioles tonight. Not to mention, not to mention, Brian, the two top winningest teams in, in MLB right now are the San Francisco Giants, followed by the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> so in terms of profits, if you've been betting the Giants and you've been betting the Orioles, you've been just killing it. If you've obviously betting the, the usual suspects, like Houston and all the team, every team with a winning record is down money, um, and this never changes. And I know we got about eight minutes left, but just to give you an example, uh, Minnesota's three and one on the season. You're up a measly fifty six bucks if you bet to win a hundred. Oh, we're going to do numbers. We're going to do numbers. Okay, I love it. Uh, listen, you got to listen to this. I don't know how the line makers did this. Cleveland is three and one. You're at zero. You bet all four games for a hundred bucks. You're at zero. You've they're seventy five percent, but you've made no money. Um, and so again, when I look at the most profitable teams, Tampa Bay is four and one. They are plus one hundred and seventy one dollars on the money. Um, but again, Houston's another one. Every year, Houston just crushes people. They're three and two. You're down ninety nine dollars to win a hundred dollars. Um, um, the Cubs are four and one. They're up two ninety three. So they're. I think they're the the leading team on the money right now in the National League Central. Miami is 2-1, and one, obviously coming off the win at Philadelphia, with, but postponed, they're plus 260, so they're up one game, and it's like you're up almost three, two and a half games. And then of the winner, as I said, San Francisco Giants are 2-3 plus $395. Wrap your head around that, Brian. Two and three. You are down a game, and you are up four games. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's everything we were talking about previously. Um, hey, hey, Mike, he, you you mentioned it. We did get one Bundesliga reference in there. You guys still wailing away on the soccer? Yeah, I mean, I had a little yes, something on Cincinnati last night in that MLS for fun. Did you? Uh, did you? You still play in the MLS tourney? Yes. I love it. I, it's actually it's, it's been interesting. Yeah, Columbus. Uh, I had a LA Galaxy the day before yesterday, four to one winner. Um, so yeah, like, and it's funny because the clients they they thought you know again I am not here to watch be me. your entertainment Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, Mike, Mike, you listening? Mm-hmm. This is going to be impressive for you. All right, John, don't take it personally. I mean, I make mistakes, but. Me, of all people, I will say, John, you did not have the L.A. Galaxy that won the other night 4-1. to one. It was the okay, L.A. Well, I had somebody no, with it, L.A. that won. It was the L.A. <laughs> football club. It's a different team. How about oh, that? 
how about LA. how about that, Mike? Okay, well, Mike, what is the line on the Washington Football Club? We'll just do a segue. <laughs> no, no, no. We there's no that one well, no, in the MLS. There's the LA Galaxy and LA AFC. The, the well, game, the, the game you the right well, you won. Yeah, you won. You won, but it was LAFC. I was just interjecting that uh, I actually knew something about soccer. That's all. Right, I, I'm I am impressed. I'm impressed. But let me ask you: now that you mentioned that, we got five six minutes left. What do you think about the Washington Football Club? They got a lot of work to do. That's a lot of work. They got a lot of work to do. My son said to me, "They can't come up with anything more original than that." <laughs> yeah, there's work to be done there. Uh, I don't. Um, yeah, you know, well, Snyder, Snyder's he's always been a polarizing guy. There's no doubt about that. Uh, how are the Capitals faring in these uh, early odds on to win the championship in the NHL? Oh, I think they're they might. The crazy thing is, uh, let me look. They may be to a degree flying under the radar a little bit. Um, I think the questions with Holtby and Goal, you know, what his future there is, maybe kind of scaring some people up. But I, I, I did. I thought about uh, you know Washington if with a guy like. Oh wait a minute! I see it here. Boston's plus six hundred. I'm looking. I'm looking real quick for Tampa. The, oh, the Vegas Golden Knights are in the th- so the three top spots are Boston, Tampa Bay, and Vegas. Yeah. Um, what are the, I'm looking for Washington here. Come on. Washington is twelve to one. Oh, where are they? That's a price. Yep, plus twelve fifty. I like yep. that. That's a nice price. No, no. That, that's what not. about any of these sleepers? Like uh, you know, plus four thousand on the Coyotes, the Islanders, no. the Flames, plus well, five thousand. Well, I I hope the Islanders. I have a few. I had a future on the Islanders months ago uh, at twenty five to one, and then they were god awful. But the the break actually came at a good time for them, so I actually still have a future on them. I don't like my chances, but in a in a goofball tournament like this, if they, you know, uh, they got a good coach, I I think there are going to be teams that are going to surprise. I think that goes without saying. Well, so the question is, and, and to impress you, since the worst team is supposed to be Montreal, mm-hmm. um, that will probably be the most value. I know you hate it. Oh, that's not the value. Most- that's not value. Well, come on, man! I like. No, it's a long well, shot. Look, There's no value. So when I'm in looking it. at the when I'm looking at the Pittsburgh Montreal game on Saturday, value, value They're only the, making if, right now sixty cent. It's a sixty cent, forty cent line on Montreal. So they're basically saying, like, you know, Montreal can take that game. Why would you know? Otherwise, the line would be three hundred against Montreal with Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, I I, I just think Mont- Montreal's a. a I, I, in this particular matchup, going against the guys they're going up against, there are people that say, "Oh, the goalie can steal it for Montreal." I don't. Do, I, I don't. Do think you think for the listeners out there that are hockey freaks that as bad as Montreal is supposed to be, they have an edge that they're playing a few hours away in Toronto? No, they're, they're, they're no. They they could be playing this in Greenland. You know, I mean, I, well, I mean, honestly, I mean, they're, they're, it's it, you know. So I'm, I'm going to make a mental note to follow this game on, on Saturday. It'll be interesting to see if oh, Montreal, I, comes Montreal out. can win the game. Sure, they can win the game. <laughs> Are you talking about the game or the series? The game. Oh, the game? Sure. It's a hockey game. Right, yeah, okay. yeah, okay. All right. I thought you were talking about the series. Right, right. No, no, no. Well, the game, that's a different story. All right, sportsinsiderradio.com. You get hold of the guys. Sports is back. Good luck on the links this week, Mike. We, um, uh, 
congrats on breaking 100. Go break 90. And we'll break bread again next week, same time, same place. Fellas, have a good week. You got it. You got Bye-bye. it. All right, we invite you to check it out. SportsInsiderRadio.com. It's the Vegas Board. Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400. KSHP North Las Vegas. And KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says it appears Democrats